Hi BCC and welcome to this series of daily podcasts. We hope that these messages created just for this week will inform you and encourage and support you each day as you participate in this our week of prayer and fasting. Every day will have a different focus and I pray that your life will be enriched and blessed by today's content. Good morning BCC, it's Thursday the 1st of October. Um, I'm Adam Bird and we're here with our fourth day in our um, week of prayer and fasting. Uh, In fact, this is our fifth podcast of the week. Um, I hope you've been enjoying them so far. We've got another great podcast lined up for you today. Um, A little bit later, we've got a testimony from Hannah Thomas, and you won't want to miss that. Um, First of all, a little bit of feedback from last night's prayer meeting. I heard it was absolutely fantastic. They were um, praying for various elements of mission in the UK and abroad. Um, in things like Macedonia was prayed for, East-West Ministries and that connection there. Also we were praying for the local congregations that we're supporting in the area. I think there are four of those. Um, But also our local BCC mission field, things like Ark and Pebbles were prayed for. So much going on in the life of the church at the moment, um, both abroad and in the UK. Um, We also had a chance to pray for our own individual sphere of influence, so our own personal mission field if you like and um, real real encouraging testimonies from various people um, at that prayer meeting last night. Right now we've got Pastor Mark who's just going to talk to us about our theme for today which is sites and ministries. Okay so here we are day four of our week of prayer and fasting it's Thursday and again I'm joined by Pastor Mark Wiltshire And we're going to talk about our corporate focus for today, uh, which is the BCC site and ministries. Um, Mark, can you expand on this a little? Well, thanks, Adam. By the way, just before we go on, I'm sure you'll all join with me and and show our appreciation for Adam as he's conducted these these interviews. And uh, we really appreciate what you're doing, Adam. But anyway, getting to the point, um, today is an equally exciting day. Day four, BCC sites and uh, ministry facilities. Uh, Again, God has blessed the church abundantly with what we already have. We have no debt as a church. We own our locations. But we want to exploit every ounce of space we've got uh, for God's purposes. Um, We do see growth as as part of our our vision uh, for the future. We're expecting the church to multiply. We, We know many came to faith last year. And we are going to need new premises as we continue to grow. Um, many of you know that we're already speaking to architects about opportunities and possibilities, but we really want to put God first in everything and know what his will is. We want to hear what Jesus has to say about his facilities with his church. And uh, we'd just love you to join with us in praying, either at home or with us this evening. There'll be a great uh, group of people tonight down at the church. So to, do join with us today to pray and to Uh, that God will give us great wisdom in knowing the timing and how to focus as we move forward with with regard to our site and how we develop ministry facilities at the church. Okay, so uh, yesterday then, we were looking at those times when bad circumstances hit you and kind of knock you for six. You get bad news about something or an illness strikes you and you're left feeling helpless. And we looked at the response of Nehemiah when the same thing happened to him. He used a combination of prayer and fasting to seek God's will and look for an answer and a breakthrough, which he eventually got. 
So we do know that prayer and fasting is often an appropriate response to a situation where a breakthrough is required. But prayer and fasting can also be used um, as a preemptive strategy. Let me explain what I mean. So rather than praying and fasting as a response to a problem, we can do it in preparation for situations that might arise in the future. And we're going to look at a passage today that illustrates this. The scripture we're looking at is uh, from the Gospel of Matthew. It's chapter 17 and it's from verse 14. And you'll find this same event recorded in Mark's Gospel as well. Uh, So here we go. This is the scripture. It says this. When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed at that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? And Jesus replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So that's the passage, but it's important to note that a lot of manuscripts and different translations also add another sentence, another thing that Jesus says. And this is the sentence that's that's often added. It says, uh, Jesus carries on talking. He says, this kind can only come out by prayer and fasting. This kind can only come out by prayer and fasting. So it's important to see what Jesus doesn't do here. This man, he comes to him and he asks for a miracle for his son who needs uh, some kind of healing or some kind of deliverance. Now Jesus doesn't say, well, hold on a minute, I just need to pray about this or yes, um, but first I'm going to need to fast for 40 days or so uh, so that I can be really ready to do what's required. What Jesus does do is pretty much immediately commands the demon out of the boy. And the scripture tells us that the boy is healed at that moment. So when Jesus has made that statement that this can only happen through prayer and fasting, we can actually see that in this moment, he neither fasted nor prayed, which means that he's bringing a slightly different truth, namely that the prayers and the fasting that he had previously done had equipped him with the faith that he needed to respond in this moment. I'm just going to say that again. So the prayers and fasting that he'd done previously equipped Jesus with the faith that he needed to respond in this moment. Now, I think that's really interesting. So what Jesus does here is he connects uh, the level of faith to the level of prayer and fasting, or actually more precisely, he, he connects the lack of faith to a lack of prayer and fasting. So for us, the application of this is is truly awesome. We know it's right and it's helpful to pray when we're in a difficult circumstance. Um, But also, this week of prayer and fasting is not just a response to bad circumstances, it's also a faith-building exercise. So how does it build faith? Well, we know it puts Jesus front and center. It's saying to God, I need you more than I need food. And it gives us a correct perspective of our life and our human limitations. So let me ask a question. Um, do you think we can get to that same point, just like Jesus, when, uh, w- when those moments arise, when a miracle or some kind of divine intervention is the only answer, that our faith could be such 
that we can command the situation to get into line with God's order. Remember the Lord's Prayer? It says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. On earth as in heaven. That's what Jesus told us to pray. Whatever is not acceptable in heaven does not need to be acceptable on earth. And with the right amount of faith, we can have the authority to speak out words and see God move. So let's use this week of prayer and fasting to really build our faith, individually and also as a church community. Right, we're going to take a short break now, and then when we come back, I'm going to be joined by Hannah Thomas, who's going to bring us a great testimony of um, when she fasted last time and what happened in the situation that she was in. We're told in the book of Ephesians that Jesus wants us to be equipped for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up, reach unity, maturity and the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We also know that we're called to be disciples. In order to be a successful disciple of Jesus, we need to further our understanding of scripture, gain insight into essential Christian doctrine and improve our daily walk as a follower of Jesus. This is dedicated devotion to God. Beginning on Sunday the 11th of October, BCC is hosting an Essentials course. This is a great course designed to equip all believers with a solid understanding of foundational Christian principles. This is activating spiritual disciplines. During this course, held over four Sunday evenings, we'll be studying topics such as how to really make Jesus Lord of your life, how to turn away from old habits, how to grow in your faith and more. This is Disciples Reproducing Disciples. Find out more or book your place on this course now by going to bccweb.com forward slash equip. So with me now is Hannah Thomas who um, uh, fasted the last time we did the fast and she had a real breakthrough in her life. Um, but it was the first time that you fasted, is that right Hannah? Yep. Yeah. Um, what made you decide to fast then? So previously I hadn't taken part in any of the fasts because I had uh, problems with eating disorders for a lot of years. So it was quite a big risk for me. But shortly before, about a month before the, the previous fast, my husband had left me. So I decided that, well, God prompted me to, to fast then because it was a time that obviously I really needed to be trusting him. So that was why I chose to do the fast at that time. That's, that's really good. And what kind of fast did you do? There's different kinds of fast. Was it Daniel fast? Were you just fasting uh, tea and coffee? Or what did you do? The no, whole, I the... fasted absolutely everything okay. for seven days. Wow, okay. And that was your first time you'd ever done that? That was a brave step, Hannah. Wow. <laughs> Great. It was, to be honest, it was, it was, it was an amazing week. It was one of the most amazing weeks of my life. Kind of the the clarity that I had because yeah. I always struggled to hear from God, and I didn't even notice that I was hungry. There's a lot of people who were starving after a day, I think, and I yeah. don't think I even I could have carried on for another week. I was just so kind of engrossed in what was going on with God at the time. Yeah, that's amazing. I know we're on probably on day four of the fast right now and uh, for many people hearing that you didn't feel hungry at all that's going to be a real kick in the face though that that's not not great yeah that's brilliant but when God speaks to you and you know it's the right thing that's so helpful isn't it yeah so um you're in this difficult situation your husband had left you what happened so I did the fast um and 
a few people kind of over the course of the fast gave me words about kind of leaning into God and trusting in God and things like that. And from that, I was kind of left with almost a plan to do nothing, yeah. which was something that I would never naturally do no, in a I million, billion like years. <laughs> um, so this, this was quite a big deal for me. And the fast was kind of, I, I felt like the first step in being disciplined because for someone who's good at not eating, to not eat and then start eating again is the thing. Yeah. And that he said, well, no, you're going to be fine with that and you will be fine waiting, whether it's wow. what you're used to or whether it's not. That's what we're doing now. This is up to me. You take your hands off and sit still. And so that's what I did. And... Yeah. And look where we are now. And, and look where we are now. So yeah. coming into this fast, um, my husband's here with me. Yeah. You know, he's back coming to church. Things are slowly but surely really, really good between us. And I would honestly, hand on heart, say that the, the prayer and fasting, you know, that three months ago was the, was the turning point in my attitude to what yeah. was going on in my marriage. That is a fantastic testimony, Hannah. Um, and my last question was going to be, so... What would you say to anybody who is, you know, uh, thinking of fasting or, you know, thinking of going on that and that, or they heard from God? You'd, I guess you've just answered it. You'd say... I would just say, go for it. I would say, yeah, 100%. It does change things. And I know the, you know, the prayer is where the power is. Yes. Is, there, is a line yeah, and a half. Right. But it really, really, really is. And, yeah, if, like me, you struggle with knowing what you're supposed to be doing and you're a bit of a control freak... It's, it's a great way to take the hands off. Yeah. Very literally, very black and white. I ain't being in charge of this. You are. Hannah, thank you so much for sharing that. I really no appreciate it. Thank you. No worries. So that's it for today's podcast. We're all done. I hope you have enjoyed it and got lots out of it. Um, there will be another podcast first thing in the morning, and that will be, in fact, our last podcast of this week. Um, so I'm just going to finish with a short prayer. Lord, I thank you for all that we've learned today and I pray for everyone listening that they will see your kingdom come truly, Lord God, and your will be done on earth just like in heaven. I pray that we will have your mindset on situations, Lord God, and as we build our faith that we will have uh, that same um, level of faith that Jesus did and the ability to command those situations that are not in line with your will. In your name we pray. Amen. Guys, have a fantastic day and I will speak to you tomorrow. Bye.